shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The famous British Prime Minister Winston Churchill once said, You make a living by what you get but you make a life by what you give. Each day brings a marvelous opportunity to enliven, inspire, and elevate other people's lives. The question is, how are you going to find the big ways and small ways that you can make a difference? Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is how to be helpful. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have an inspiring program in store for you today as we explore what it means to act with altruism, to fulfill our civic virtues, and to be our neighbor's keeper, and to be our most benevolent selves. (laughs) You don't want to miss this heartening adventure. To start the journey, we're turning to you, Asia, our social responsibility reporter, because I know you're teeming with terrific ideas on how to develop our selflessness and revamp our attitudes about volunteering. There are actually so many ways to be helpful. You can think of a billion different things. And, you know, I think the biggest one and one of the most easiest ones is to help around the house. It's super easy. You don't have to leave the house to do it. (laughs) And you can stay home. It's just you can do anything that can help your family um, have a little bit less on their shoulders. You can make dinner. You can uh, do the dishes even when nobody asks you to. You could set the dinner table. You can just do all these small little things. And even though it's like probably picking something up off the floor or or just making sure that nobody chips on something, or just something small, it still makes a big difference in your household. Precisely. And you know what I don't understand is when we think of helping and helpfulness, we tend to conjure up images of, you know, volunteering out there at soup kitchens or at schools. But for some reason, we seem to neglect the home and helping our own family Mm -hmm. or even helping ourselves. And I think we kind of bring that back because you really can't effectively help anyone else unless you and your family are, you know, helped to the fullest as well. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be something big. It could be something small. Like the smallest thing is is perfect. And um, I like what you were saying about, you know, helping yourself because I think, you know, you may be focusing on helping other people, being selfless, but a really good idea is to also take care of yourself to where you can have that health to be able to help other people, especially if you want to work outside the house by volunteering at soup kitchens or volunteering by going around the community and picking up trash or just things that involve you to be active. You need to keep yourself right. healthy so you don't hurt yourself. Or- I totally agree. And, you know, that reminds me of this famous African proverb. 
that says, never trust a naked man who offers you a shirt. And I think yeah. that applies here because if someone is so profusely enthusiastic about helping you, but they're not really keen on helping themselves, it's kind of like, you know, I wonder why they wouldn't do that first because you kind of need to yeah. keep your own cup full first to make sure that it's then overflowing with helpfulness for other people. So I think mm -hmm. it first starts from within, making sure your own house is clean and then you're most able to effectively help others. Yeah, you're keeping yourself healthy and you can offer assistance to someone who looks like they need it when you are able to do that um, with all of your strength. And uh, my brother and I actually try to help anyone we see at the grocery store, especially people who are older or have a disability and it restricts them from carrying things. Like there will be this um, older woman where she has a lot of groceries and, you know, we'll be like, oh, do you need us to carry this out to your car for you? And she'll say yes and, and we'll help her with that. Or there are people who just look like um, like they can't carry a lot of things in their arms. So instead of making a bunch of trips back and forth, we just help them carry their things straight to their car. And it's really fulfilling. And um, another thing you can do, which is actually really fun, I love doing this, but babysitting for someone who really needs it, especially for somebody who can't really afford a babysitter, and you can do it for free. I mean, I know it sounds like... Um, you know, you waste. You probably waste your time on Saturday night, and you didn't get paid. But it's actually a really good feeling to know you help somebody in need, especially um, a couple who probably needs a night out, and that's all they can afford, or they need to go on errands, and they can't. Um, they can't bring their child with them, or they can't afford a babysitter to keep to leave them there. Isn't so, it, isn't it incredible just to spend an hour or two with a child every day, or once a week, or whenever you can? I mean, I feel like it's kind of an adventure each moment you spend with a child because it's so unlike any other experience you have interacting with people on a normal basis. There's something about children that just brings out a different part of you and breathes new life into your energy. It's really quite inexplainable, but lovely at the same time. Oh, I know. I actually have a really funny story. We vault every Sunday. Um, my brother, uh, Jake, and um, my boyfriend, Trent, we, all three of us, volunteer um, in the first service for our church in the children's ministry, ministry area, and we have the three- to five-year-olds, and we we love them to death. They're the cutest things you will ever meet. And they're so adorable and they're so fun, full of energy, even at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, how do you guys do that? I can't even wake up at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so this, this Sunday, um, this past Sunday, we had a lesson and we were teaching them. And right after they were done, they, um, all of a sudden we started playing like this Peter Pan game, how, um, uh, Trent, Jake, and I were like these villains, and they were Wendy and Peter and Tinkerbell, and it was just so precious to watch them. It's so fulfilling being able to help with that because um, the youth also does this thing called Parents' Night Out where we babysit um, the younger kids for these couples who need to go out on a date and you know they need to have some time for themselves uh, after being parents and having those hard jobs. And also if they need to go out on errands, like I said earlier, just stuff they need to do, but they can't bring their kids with them. So we, as a youth group, um, along with the leaders, we babysit these kids for them for quite a couple of hours. So they have a whole lot of fun and it's just an awesome experience to be able to be with them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I love babysitting my nieces and nephews that come by, you know, our house. And I always lament that my brother is now 13 years old and is not one 
to be happy when I say that I'm going to babysit him. Because I think <laughs> when they're at that age, they, they don't wanna they don't wanna think that their older sister is babysitting them. Although in my heart I always kind of keep that mentality because I think it's so sweet and precious, as you said. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, another thing that is really fun to do is helping out at local events or any um like charity events we actually my family and i recently volunteered at the operation christmas child where we helped package the boxes that would be shipped out to kids around the world we would inspect them make sure there wasn't anything dangerous or inappropriate in them and then we would pack things um in the boxes that seemed you know kind of empty and then we put them in the bigger boxes that would then travel the world to the children and it's it's such a great experience and it's really fun to be able to help out with that. And I think they might have a couple more nights to where you can go out to the warehouses that are around you. Um, we had one in Denver. Um, and you can just volunteer and sign up. And if you want, you just go to operationchristmaschild.com. And I'm pretty sure they have um, an area on the website on where you can volunteer. And it's just a really, really fulfilling experience that you get to package these boxes personally and ship them out to children who aren't as um, aren't as privileged as the kids that are that are here. So, um. absolutely, you know. And it, there's something also different, I think, about interacting with kids of all demographics. You know, and I'm so fortunate to live in an area. I live in Trilock, California. We're right in the heart of California's Central Valley, and we've got such a rich diversity here. And I've so appreciated growing up in this place where maybe one day I'm talking to a kid who got out of foster care. And the next day I'm talking to a kid who's pretty well-to-do. And, you know, I'm talking mm-hmm. to kids from all different races, all different backgrounds, all different walks of life. And I think that's so, you know, refreshing to be able to interact with these kids on a regular basis, whether it be for volunteering at these community events, like I love to do and all these different types of kids there all these different flavors of kids you know it's really quite incredible and it's amazing I hope that exactly and I hope that you know when I go off and I go to college I'm going to go to some place where I'll still be able to appreciate diversity and you know continue on with this experience yeah it's it's going to be a really really great year and I think um, that we really need to make this a time to be more helpful Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Asia, for sharing these inspiring tips and information with us to help kickstart this new year. I can't wait to hear back from you about all the ways that you're going to use these ideas to make a positive impact. During the break, please check out our radio website at expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our Tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com and watch our videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation about being a helper. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about learning to extend a helping hand. And I'm Asia Gonzalez to give us a fresh perspective on the topic. Hannah and I are so excited to introduce to you the youngest person ever to audition for being a reporter on Express Yourself. We're talking about 10-year-old Sam Casey and his cousin Eddie. Sam loves cats, rats, and jumping jacks. He lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with his dad, grandparents, and three brothers. He is also passionate about acting and gaming. Sam's segment is called Game Time, where he talks about the latest and most interesting games on the internet, iPad, and more. We've been really looking forward to speaking with him and his cousin today. So without further ado, let's bring him on to the program. Hi, Sam and Eddie. How are you guys? Doing good. Hello. Very cool. Okay, Sam. So first things first, what sparked your interest in online games? Why do you love them so much? I enjoy playing games with others and is the best way to do that. Playing games online is the best way to interact with others while simultaneously playing a game. And Sam has told me that he really enjoys playing with others. Awesome. Yeah. So when um, do you do you two tend to play together a lot, or do you when you talk about playing with other people, are you playing you know with people from around the world or? around the nation? Because I know that there's some really cool innovations now that allow you to do that. Or do you mean that you guys like to play together? Well, it depends on the game. Yeah, really. It's really anyone around the world because you don't really know where someone is or how they or where they are. So I think that goes t- for a lot of them. <laughs> so with um, the video games, and did you start playing on like your Xbox or your PlayStation, or did you start playing on the computer? And how old were you when you started playing them? Um, I was I was a, I was four years old when I started playing them. Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and which gaming device did you start on? Did you start on internet or iPad or? I started on the Wii. Oh yes. Oh, fun. We have a Wii. I love the Wii. What Wii games do you recommend? I really recommend um, Super Mario Galaxy 1 or 2 and New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Those games are so fun. <laughs> I like the uh, the go-kart game that you play on there. Mm-hmm. So we understand that your cousin Eddie is with you right now and that he is a real Game Boy. And did he influence you into getting into games? Most of them, yes. Awesome. That's do you pretty- guys do you guys play together a lot in the games? Like, do you guys team up, or do you guys usually play against each other? Well, sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes oh. <laughs> we play together, but often we like to pin each other uh, against each other, and we enjoy kind of fighting it out in a game. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. so fun. <laughs> a little friendly competition. I like that. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, Eddie, what games do you like? Um, I play a lot of... Uh, right now, I'm playing a lot of League of Legends. It's an oh. online game. And I also play a lot of Portal. Oh, I've heard of that game. Interesting. And just out of curiosity, how much time do you, Sam and Eddie, spend playing games every day? Because I know my brother is a teenager right now, and he loves to play video games. And it's always a constant struggle to get him to put down the video game and go outside and exercise or do his homework. So how do you find <laughs> Exactly. So how do you find that balance? Like, how many hours a day do you spend playing video games? Well, I spend about, like... Almost my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm in the same boat. I spend as much time as I can. Oh, wow. Do you guys ever find yourself like getting tired? Because I know that when I try to do it with my brother, after about an hour or two, my eyes just start getting really dry. And maybe it's because I don't play games that often. But because you guys play it so much, is it that now you're kind of accustomed to it and it doesn't, you know, you don't really feel the effects that much? Um, yes. Um, Gaming, it's very fun, but if you do do it for extended uh, periods of time, you can get cramps in your hands or your eyes can start to feel very dry, like you were saying. And that's something that just kind of goes away with experience and over time playing games. Mm -hmm. And playing games, really, you can get bored of them sometimes. Like sometimes I've once played it for like two hours of the same game and then I just got really bored. <laughs> <laughs> I think that happens with my brothers and I. We actually play a lot of uh, modern warfare. It's really fun, but after a while, you just get bored of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do your parents encourage you playing video games all the time, or, or are they in it with you? Do they play with you, or no, not really. It's not that they're against it. It's not that they're liking it. It's sort of in the middle. <laughs> oh, I see. So, since this program's theme is how to be helpful, uh, are there any games you can think of that will help someone in any way? Um, Portal 2 is uh, a game, yeah. a genre game, that can help you with problem solving, and oh. most games uh, are very good for relieving stress after a long day of work. Yeah. Mm, I was thinking that Portal was kind of like a puzzle kind of game, is that right? Mm -hmm. you, you like have to get out of certain situations or something like that yes that's yeah. exactly it that's so cool i've always wanted to play it <laughs> do you think that gaming increases our skills and our knowledge or do you think they're just for fun um games can stretch yourself mentally um but they're always meant to be played for fun yeah <laughs> that's very cool so we know that you guys are the experts here on games, and so we thought it'd be really fun to have a little trivia game with you guys. So we're going to ask you some okay. questions that are very specific, and we hope that you'll get the correct answers. So here we go. Number one, how do you get the most altitude from a rocket jump in Team Fortress 2? The rocket jump and crouch before firing the rocket to get the highest leap possible. And a team gets a point. So... What is your favorite class to play in Team Fortress 2? Easy. Pyro. Because I like the uh, uh, up-close-and-personal play style. Very neat. You're on, on the roll. <laughs> You're on fire. Alrighty. In Five Nights at Freddy's, what are the names of the four main antagonists? Bum, bum, Bonnie, bum. Bonnie, Chica, Freddy, and Foxy. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Alrighty, here's another one. What was the name of the science facility in the original Half-Life game? Black Mesa. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Go back really quickly because I want to see if you can answer this. It's a little challenge question. Um, When we said, what is your favorite class to play in Team Fortress 2, you said Pyro. And you said because it's up close and personal. Can you explain what that means a little bit? Like, how how are you up close and personal? It's sort of melee damage or sort of like you're not far the way. You're not far away distance. You're more of like closer into it to do more damage. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Okay, rolling right along. So (laughs) what is the name of the psychotic supercomputer in both of Portal games? Gladys. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So what is the most famous myth or rumor about Minecraft? Hero Ryan, a mysterious man who roams or rumors rumored to be to follow you, you in the mine in the game world and move blocks as well as steal your items. Very neat. Have you ever experienced that? Nah, but my brothers say it happened. Ooh. <laughs> Now, I've never played Minecraft, surprisingly enough, or maybe not surprisingly enough, because I'm not much of a gamer. But I guess to gamers, that's probably a surprise, because I know that's one that a lot of you guys like to do. And could you explain Minecraft to us a little bit? Because I'm kind of interested. Well, it's sort of um, a sandbox game where you have to survive, and then there's also a creative mode in it. So, yeah, it's really fun. (laughs) The main They actually... Um, have like this thing where like at nighttime all these monsters come out so you have to fight them. My brothers play it so I would know that. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so in the popular online game League of Legends, which champion was the very first one actually completed? Eddie, let's see if you can get this one. Um, the very first champion I believe uh, was Singed. Singed, Ooh. that is correct. Alrighty, one more. What are the five life stages in the game Spore? Cell, creature, tribal, civilization, space state, and space stage. Oh my wow. goodness. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much, Sam and Eddie, for making your debut on the show today and winning our trivia game. It was Thanks. a pleasure getting to meet you guys, and I loved all the gaming information you provided. I'm not much of a gamer, but I think I'm getting interested. During the break, please check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. If you'd like to give your peers a chance to help out the community by forming a club, Be The Star You Are, at your school, email our producer, Cynthia Bryan, for information at cynthia at star-style.com. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation. You've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? 
Join your hosts who are both car enthusiasts as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star team. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Henna Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. So, Henna, I'm really looking forward to sharing ideas with you about being helpful. And I know you have an interesting way of personally want of you personally wanting to delve into the topic of health. I do. I am thrilled to be back to doing the Health with Henna segments, because as you know, it is my mission to empower my generation to lead active, healthy lives. I think that if teenagers can get off on the right foot right now by making healthy lifestyle choices, then there's no telling what we'll be able to accomplish. Now, you might think it's surprising that I'm doing a Health with Henna segment considering the theme for today's show. After all, when most people hear the word helper, they tend to think of volunteering or community activism, social interaction, anything of the sort. And it's safe to say that we don't tend to find the connection between helping, what we do externally, and our biology, the incredible inner workings of our body. However, an ever-increasing amount of research lately is beginning to bolster the claim that there is indeed a link between helpfulness and healthiness, and a rather compelling link at that. I want to talk specifically about a study that I recently came across and found very interesting. The study was published in July 2013 in the journal Psychological Science. It it has a fairly lengthy name. It's how positive emotions build physical health. Perceived positive social connections account for the upward spiral between positive emotions and vagal tone. Now, I want you to get the big picture behind this research and not necessarily get bogged down in the jargon of the study. So I'll clear up a term in the title right away. Vagal tone is essentially an internal biological process that describes the degrees of activity in our relaxed condition, which is informally called the rest and digest state. And that's put on by something called our parasympathetic nervous system. And that's just a little explanation, but it's not critical to understanding the study. So this study had researchers hypothesizing that there's, quote, an upward spiral dynamic, end quote, that keeps reinforcing the link between positive emotions and physical health. And furthermore, that link is moderated by individuals' own perceptions of their positive social connections. Now, to put this idea to the test, participants were randomly assigned to an intervention group that self-generated positive emotions through loving-kindness mediation, or the other half of participants were randomly assigned to a waiting list control group. And over a long period of time, the researchers found that participants in the intervention group were forming greater amounts of positive emotions than those in the control group. And that was something that was measured by that vagal tone index, which is indicative of physical health. So in this way, the study provided evidence that social connections, emotions, and physical health 
are all intimately intertwined. And by ensuring the positivity of the former two factors, namely the social connections and our emotions, then we can start to increase the latter, our physical health. Of course, we know that helping others begets positive emotions as it is. So I find it really interesting that the study was able to scientifically demonstrate a solid tie between the enhanced feelings from helping others and our improved physical beings. Who knew your regular volunteering at the community soup kitchen or your lending a helping hand for a local holiday parade could actually be having a wonderful effect on your physicality? I think this provides all the more reason to really get out there, to interact with people, to form meaningful relationships, offer any assistance you can. The experience is truly magical. I have several ways that I personally enjoy volunteering my time. And I can say from the bottom of my heart, Asia, that I engage in these activities purely because I can't imagine my life any other way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't even fathom what it's like to not be actively trying to make a better place out of, you know, wherever you're from. I, I've been volunteering at our local hospital for a number of years now. And I started off managing the hospital's front desk, and that entailed answering phone calls and filing and filling out patient entry and discharge papers, leading hospital visitors to the correct rooms where their loved ones lie in need of care. And then later on, I moved on to volunteering at the desk of the hospital's mom-baby ward, where I performed much of the same tasks and others, including tending to the new mothers. And it's amazing the various people that you meet when you're volunteering. And I never imagined that I'd be forming such great connections with these people, even years and years later when maybe they've fallen out of volunteering and we're no longer there volunteering together. There's still some something yeah. that bonds us that allows me to call them up, you know, on a random mm-hmm. day just to talk about how they're doing. And I, so I, I think the benefits of volunteering are multiple fold. I mean, of course, how I talked about the physicality aspect that not a lot of not a lot of p- people think about, but there's also the sort of emotional aspect that maybe not a lot of people appreciate as much as they should. There's actually. Um the three aspects of wellness, which is physical, mental, and social. And I think that actually just, you know, volunteering um, just helps in all three of the aspects. You know, mentally, you're making connections with people, which are very positive, unless you, you know, some most of the time, um, you know, there's always those times where you have negative connections, and you know, it just happens. But most of the time, you're having positive connections when you're volunteering. And then with physical, you're getting down your um, physical activity. You know, if you're walking around a lot, if you're helping others out, you're moving around, you're getting your body to move. And then with the social aspect, you're just creating relationships with people that you don't even know. And it's just a great way to just connect with others. And... Um, just not even making relationships um, permanently, but just making a relationship for those couple of minutes and just letting that other person know that you care and that you're friendly and you're willing to be there for them. Absolutely. And there's two things that I really love. I love interaction and I love stories. And Mm -hmm. volunteering at a local blood bank where I'm in the canteen center giving refreshments to donors after they've donated blood and making sure they're fully replenished and well after donating that's really been one place where I've gotten to appreciate more fully this idea of learning other stories and experiences because after they're done donating, they come to that canteen center. I give them cookies and drinks and anything to refresh them and they sit down and we just have a conversation because by law, they can't leave the facility for a good 15 to 20 minutes, 15 for adults and 20 for 
teenagers who donated. Oh, okay. You know, to ensure that they're well enough. So, you know, they yeah. don't knock themselves out off the wheel or anything. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, providing them refreshments. We're just talking, making sure everything's all right. And some of these people really open up to you. You, you know, some, one time a lady was telling me about how her daughter you know, what was going through some difficult times right now. And mm. I've also had people tell me about some great events. You know, one, one guy was so excited that his son won his first track meet. And, and so I just love getting to sit there and soak in all of this magic of, you know, the rich diversity of the people that I get to live around. I mean, I love getting to hear stories. That's a really good opportunity to be able to talk to people. And, you know, at first I had this shyness to where I couldn't go to people or people came up to me, I would, immediate, I would immediately just close off because, you know, I didn't feel comfortable talking to random people. But with the symposiums that I do for independent youth and just going to different states and talking to all these kids in front of a bunch of kids and volunteering at just, you know, random things, you know, you create these relationships with people and you just start talking to other people that you don't know and you you create this bond between this person because you start talking about um, just things about life and, you know, life is about conversations and stories and just telling people about who you are and um, having them tell you about who they are. And it's just, it's a great way to connect and be um, helpful. And especially with communication because, it's a really important part of life. I think it's important on how to make, make relationships, how to understand how people are feeling just to understand someone you need communication. Right. Oh, and Asia, even think about all the stories and communication skills that we've learned from being a part of the express yourself. Yeah. From volunteering with be the star. You are the 501 C three charity that funds us. It, I think this has probably been one of the most transformational experiences of my life because I've gotten talk to talk to a Holocaust survivor. I talk to numerous authors, yeah. to actors. You know, it really runs the gamut in terms of people we get to interact with. And I think right now, even though I say profusely how much I appreciate this opportunity, I'm never going to know its full impact till 20, 30 years from now when I realize that, wow, getting to have all those conversations as a teenager really transformed me for the better. It's a very good opportunity to be part of um, BTSY. It's just so, so great. Well, thank you so much, Henna, for sharing this encouraging and thought-provoking discussion. Isn't it incredible what simply being helpful can do for both of us in our communities? During the break, please visit our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Henna Hundle. Also, if you want more insight on the ultimate way that you can become a helper, I recommend checking out Cynthia Bryan's book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Loving, Living, I'm sorry, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. The book is awesome, inspirational, and available at BTSYA store at starstyleradio.net forward slash store.html. So grab a copy and stay right here with us as we continue our conversation. to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. 
Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is how to be helpful. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. We're turning to our gift of giving reporter, Caitlin Darrow, who is teaming with terrific ideas on how to develop our selflessness and revamp our attitudes by volunteering. Volunteering is a significant part of my life and Hannah's life, so we can't wait to hear all your insight, Caitlin. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for such a great introduction. Um, Hi, everyone. It's Caitlin Darrow from The Gift of Giving, and I am so excited that today's show is about being helpful because I think that the smallest actions can make a big difference and even turn someone's day around. Helping others creates a positive impact, whether you want to commit to a volunteer opportunity on a regular basis helping somebody or if you simply just want to do a random act of kindness one time. I wanted to share a story about starting my 501c3 charity and how I'm inspired to help others every day. When I was in third grade, my family and I experienced a house fire and we lost a great amount of items and clothing. We had to live with friends and family and in hotels for over a year as our house was being repaired and rebuilt. Also, my mom was a single mom and she raises my sisters and I on her own, so I knew what it was like to be in need, and I also knew what it was like to receive a helping hand. People in my community ran collections for us and assisted us when we had nothing left. I never forgot how that helping hand and abundance of kindness felt. Years later, when I was 12 years old, I came up with the idea of the Angels of God Clothing Closet, a charity that would provide clothing more to those in need. I wanted to start something in my community that would help others as people once helped my family and I. You don't have to start a charity to help others though. Simple things like helping someone carry their groceries to the car if you see them struggle or attaching a few dollars to the machine at the metro station could be a huge help to somebody. When you watch the news or read the newspaper, it can be very disheartening and discouraging to see all the negative things happening today. But I think that if we all made a conscious effort to be a little nicer or to be more helpful, it could make a big difference. Next time you see someone struggling, stop and offer to help them because you never know where they might be going through. Yes, right, right. And, you know, we know why you started this charity. It's because you learned to love this idea of helping because someone once helped you. And I think experiences are so powerful in that way that they can really inspire us to tackle different things or different challenges in our life and to really make a difference in a better way when someone's helped you in that same way. So you've talked a little bit about that, but can you tell us why it's so important to you to help others kind of at the core level within you? What is it about you that just makes you want to get out there and be out there in your community and be helping? 
Yeah, you know, I I think it's crucial to help others because, you know, like I did say, I know what it's like to be in need and just how grateful I was when people helped my family. And I think that everybody, whether you have a house fire or not, um, everyone gets down on their luck once in a while and could use a little help, um, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, I think that sometimes people have that pride and they don't want to ask for help. Um, but, you know, by helping others, we're creating this kinder world. And I think that we could all use a little more kindness. Wow, that's awesome. I, I really agree with that. And I'm so sorry about that house fire. It's such a tragic situation. And do you remember a particular moment when someone helped you besides the house fire? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that people help each other on a daily basis. And we might not recognize it because, you know, it might just be sheer kindness. But I think that there's always those little moments. And those are the moments that people never forget. Um, I remember my freshman year of high school, I wanted to challenge myself and try something new. So I decided to join cheerleading, which is something I had absolutely no experience with. And I'm not very coordinated either. Um, but I decided just to try it anyways. And I remember this one time we were learning our halftime dance and we were at practice and I just remember feeling so hopeless and really embarrassed as everyone else danced and I was like three beats behind and kind of falling all over the place and just desperately trying to follow along and blend in with the rest of the girls because I didn't want to stand out, especially not in a negative way like that. Um, but I do remember one of the senior girls noticed and she nonchalantly just kind of pulled me out of line and was like, hey, I can work on this one-on-one -on -one with you in the hallway. And we did. And I remember coming back like 20 minutes later and I was a pro. I felt so much more confident and I just needed a little help. I just needed a little boost. And I was so grateful that someone took note and, you know, offered to help me. And I especially appreciated how easygoing she was. And she didn't make me feel embarrassed or point me out to everyone. It was just it was a really simple gesture, but I still very clearly remember it. And I remember being like, oh, my gosh, a senior is helping me because, you know, at the time I was like a freshman. And now I'm a senior. So I, I try to, you know, help the younger ones out just because I think everyone needs a helping hand once in a while. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need someone to pay one iota of attention and to just be that upstander, not a bystander. So what are some other ways that more people can be upstanders and be more helpful besides starting a charity like you mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I think that simple actions like holding the door open or even just saying thank you to someone, these small gestures, it's where it all starts. If you know a friend is struggling in a class, you can offer to tutor them or if someone forgot their lunch money at home, you can spare them a few dollars. I think that people never forget those moments of kindness because I, I know I certainly don't. And hopefully it will encourage the recipient to be more helpful themselves. I think that when you receive help or when someone's kind to you, it kind of makes a flat you kind of makes a bulb go off in your head and you're like, wow, that was really nice of them. Maybe I should try to do that too. Um, because I know that's how I felt. And I think um it's kind of like this this ripple effect where when people receive helpfulness or when they receive kindness, it makes them want to do the same thing. I love that. I love that. That's so good. And I like how there's just these small random acts of kindness. It's not just big things that you have to do, like, you know, starting a charity, but I love um, the charity that you started. It's such, it, that's so amazing because there's also so many people in the community, you know, that are in need of things. And, you know, sometimes people don't notice it. Um, 
one of my little brothers had a had a friend in elementary school and she just didn't have a very nice home life and um you know she needed new clothes and she needed a new uh, just new things because she didn't have the opportunity to have it and um we ended up helping her out and giving her some clothes so it was just so small things that people need and sometimes people don't notice them so it's a it's a great way to notice when people need help exactly and speaking up about people not noticing these things, I'm just curious about this. Do you guys think that the level of compassion either in our nation or around the world has diminished in recent years or has it increased? Because I think sometimes we tend to look back on the past very nostalgically. We think that those were the golden years, you know, when all was well and good. And now with all the innovations in technology and our rapidly changing world, life is transforming as we know it. And, you know, maybe people are becoming more selfish or more interested in their own concerns. So do you guys think that people are just as compassionate, helpful, loving, kind, and understanding as they were maybe 50 years to a century ago? I think it depends on the situation on how the world is going because, you know, um, in the years of, you know, what happened with 9-11, you know, people were helping each other out with, what was going on um and i think it just depends on the situation because um we had a very tragic incident at the school that i go to we had a shooting and um this was before i came to the school but you know it's the anniversary is coming up and it's just a very um the anniversary the anniversary had come up and it was just a very sad time because people were were you know some people were depressed some people were just you know some people were affected by it um but you know we had this thing called deliberate acts of kindness and you know just being able to lift each other up because something and tragic had happened to all of us and we were all a part of it so i think it it depends on what the situation is but at the same time people are kind anyway and there's just those those moments where people aren't kind i think it just depends sometimes on the situation yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up this idea of going through trials and tribulations and helpfulness emerging in that way because one of my favorite authors, Maya Angelou, she has a quote that says, people will forget what you did, people will forget what you said, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And sometimes mm-hmm. we really get these feelings coming out when we go through these terrible tragedies. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that you brought up a really great point about how sometimes it can feel like that kindness or that communication diminishes, especially as we become so absorbed in like selfies and hashtags and makeup tutorials on YouTube. You know, like we steal these things and it seems very um, kind of self-centered. But whenever I start to feel like discouraged by that, I feel like I see something or I witness something that restores my faith um, in people, you know, like every day I'll, I'll see these like kind acts because I, I try to really notice them because it's encouraging, you know, to see people helping each other. It is. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I would like to think that we're still as helpful as we were maybe like 50 or 100 years ago. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to tell. Me too, Caitlin. I think, you know, like with the technology well, thing, how we're becoming you know, involved in that, it's, it's hard to, to look at it, but I think it's if you hard, pay more attention. Yeah, it's hard, but you know, I'd, I'd like to stay positive about it too, you guys. I totally agree. Well, thank yeah. you very much, Caitlin. And Asia, I've had a terrific time today with our uplifting dialogue about what it means to make the ultimate difference. I think we're all ready to start implementing some positive courses of action that will allow us to light up this world.
As always, all good things must come to an end, and this show reminded us that we all have the potential to do small deeds and big acts that let our best selves bloom. Thank you to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thank you to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Olstein. Thank you to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be helpful, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the now from the Kickstarter of the month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song Sea Turtle. So many clues
Kids start album of the month. 